You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Hey, Nerf Herders. You sure you want to go with that? Hey, everyone? There we go. More inviting. Have you ever had a movie that you really wanted to love, but something holds you back? Or one that you did love in spite of a flaw? Well, I'm Casey. And I'm Sam Alisea. And on another pass, we sit down with cool guests to look at movies that we find fascinating. But flawed. And we try to imagine what could have been done when they were made to give them that little push. We're not experts. We just believe in criticism. Uh, constructive criticism. Sure. But come take another pass at some movies with us. And every now and then, we can celebrate movies that did it on their own, too. You can find us at CertainPOV.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Pass it on. If you don't love me at my shadow and bone, you don't deserve (laughs) me at my Loki. Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch. This week we are well. We missed a week at last week, everyone. Uh, so oh, yeah. we're gonna <laughs> we finish <did>. up uh, <laughs> Shadow and Bone and then get right into Loki episode one. Uh, I'm Mitch, and uh, the Time Variance Authority is a fun place. It seems like so. Uh, John, what did you? What do you? What are you thinking of the whole thing? Um, just like in general, um, out of all of the Disney Plus original so far, I can say this one is Love at First Sight. Jessica? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. (laughs) And Elizabeth? I have questions. You have questions. (laughs) Oh, there's so many questions. (laughs) I mean, I have questions about both shows, so, uh... Uh, as I stated earlier, we are not going to have a week's watch because we are going to do uh, two shows. We're going to do both um, uh, Shadow and Bone from Netflix and Loki <laughs> Disney+. Plus. And Steven is not joining us this week, but he wanted us to say that uh, one of these shows he enjoyed. <laughs> oh. So if we're all ready, let's go ahead and get right into Shadow and Bone. We had the last three episodes to talk about. What was everybody's overall feeling about the show? They almost had me. They almost (laughs) had you. Almost. Jessica, you read the book, or at least tried to read the book. I tried to read the book. Is it? Did you have the same feeling coming out of the TV show? Uh, yeah, pretty much. It all went how I figured it was gonna go. I guess it's like very much just yep. That's young adult fantasy. That's <laughs> that's the ending of the first book. It's just yeah, yeah. Can't wait till the second book when the main characters argue so much and they get separated and then they get back together <laughs> in the beginning of the third book. That's <laughs> I have no idea if that's how it goes in the books, but it's I'm sure that's usually exactly how a young adult goes. <laughs> trilogy goes. Elizabeth, it was exactly yeah. It was exactly what I expected it to be, and I'm not disappointed in that fact. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely a much I feel about it the way I felt about Carnival Row. Definitely the last three episodes were much better because we watched them all together. Mm-hmm. 
So the little <laughs> stuff and the, you know, small plot holes and character irritations could kind of be glossed over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John, what is the ultimate fate of the train conductor in your eyes? I mean, it looked like he got fed into the shadow somehow or somehow consumed by it. Do you think he... My, well, yeah, do you think he was killed by a shadow thing or do you, was he converted into one? Um, I would think he was killed by it because if he was converted by it, then where is he going to go? Like, the shadow was not close by. Fair. Or the, the fold. So I'm assuming he was just basically, like, consumed by it. Although the twist at the end is that the things can leave the fold without any issue. As long as, yeah, there's shadow nearby, I guess. Um, from what I understood, darkness? Kerrigan got the army that he wanted, was what I was getting from that. Ah, okay. Uh, all the stuff that was thrown in there at the uh, in the last episode, or uh, what, what was Kerrigan's ultimate plan in your eyes? He wants to just world take domination. Over. Yeah, just <laughs> the, the same plan of any evil guy. Just I want to own it all. And by doing to do so, he needed both the sun summoning power and his darkness summoning power. Yeah, he needed to show he could be a savior and then also a destroyer. Okay. Uh, I just I this this show. <laughs> there was nothing other than the crows that I was interested in. Like I wasn't even mm. interested in the Stockholm syndrome couple. Like, <laughs> see, that's the one where it almost got me. Yeah. Neither one of them interest me. They were both boring. No, I just liked how snarky she was. And, that's, <laughs> yeah. and I'm, I'm a huge loathing to love fan. So that one was going to get my attention a lot more than Mal and the sun. Alina. And Alina. There was, we go. The sunlight. She was so, she was so just naughtily flirtatious. I'm like, yes, I like this character. She's cool. <laughs> yeah, that that was fun. Um, Bagra, what happened with her? Was it Bagra? Bagram? I, I think he Bagram. locked her in her little basement dungeon. I just shut up, mom. <laughs> Stay here. <laughs> he he definitely didn't kill her. Although I do find it funny. Because he had that whole speech in that last episode with Mal about how he can just wait Mal out and like she'll come to love him. And then not three minutes later, she rejects him and he like loses his mind. I'm like, yeah, all that patience. You've got so (laughs) much much patience. Uh, What did we think about episode seven of them trying to give him a sympathetic villain background? It's such a such a uh, the love of his life was killed this guy's Magneto (laughs) I was gonna say I saw this on X-Men Apocalypse already (laughs) yes that's what I thought it was that stupid horrible X-Men movie but I don't know it's just such it's lazy writing you're right that the crows are the best part which I think from what I was getting at the, the crows come from another book. They have their own book that they're the leads of. It's oh, called really? Six of Crows. It's a duology right now. It's hmm. called Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. And there's six of them. 
And I know a heart render is one of them, so I don't know. If it's the heart render that's yeah, on the ship? Because I don't remember them at all when I read the book. Granted, I read it a long time ago and I only got a quarter of the way through, but I'm wondering if maybe I should look it up if they blended her two series because they take place in the same universe. Universe. Yeah. It would make sense. Makes me wonder if the Crows book is more popular and that's what Netflix really wanted, but they're like, we can't do that without doing Shadow of Bone first. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you. All of her books sell really well, oh. from what I understand. That's fair. Although I think Shadow on the Bone is the least favorite because of Alina, mm. which she corrected, supposedly, according to the readers. Yeah, according to the, uh, the what I saw, people mm. were like, Alina is a lot better in the show than she is in the, the books. Oh, that's depressing. It comes across <laughs> better oh, okay. when you can hear it and see it than just hearing her thoughts. Like, it's the same character, wow. but it's different when you read that perspective in their point of view than seeing it, especially with young adult. Just teens are so angsty. I yeah, I think for <laughs> me, it's the um, lack of logic. I get that people aren't always very logical, but almost everybody's got some logic, and that seems to go completely out the window. Like, you see it with Alina and Mal. Both of them are like, you never wrote to me. Really? That's what you jump to after being friends and relying on each other for all of your lives? Yeah. You're going to immediately jump to the fact that you don't care about each other. That's that's what you're going with? Yeah, that's that's what they're going with. And the fact that it still took them, I don't know, a good time to be like, oh, they just didn't give us the letters. Because <laughs> I was surrounded I mean, by even evil when she already, people. I was say, even though <laughs> she already knows that he's evil... She expected the the letters to have, to have gotten them out. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. Just hey, the post is something you don't mess with. <laughs> That's right. It's it's a federal offense federal to mess with other people's yeah. mail. And like, I mean, like just the the lack, the utter lack of suspicion on their part for anybody else but each other. And I feel like, I mean, again, I never grew up in an orphanage, but what? my perception <laughs> is that that would be inverted. You would believe the person you're the person who's been there through thick and thin yeah than the random system yeah i think that's where you go oh i love them when we're separated and then it makes it harder and you're no longer like that i can trust him because now i love him so <laughs> just i'm, I'm assuming know, uh, that's what that comes from i yeah. am you know what these last three episodes reminded me of and uh, this is uh in honor of Steven, who couldn't join us today. Mm. This felt like a dungeon master that was just trying his hardest to keep the characters <laughs> on plot. <laughs> because the, the way that everybody just comes together, especially in the last episode, like at it, the most opportune moments, just yeah. seems so haphazard <laughs> and staged yeah. uh, that it was like, wow. Everything just kind of like, I don't know. It was like you threw a bunch of cards in the air and they happened to land in the correct order just miraculously. I was like, oh, so everyone's where they're supposed to be right now. That's great. But what I won't take away from the show is the fact that they did one thing right and uh, they redeemed the little goat. Yeah. <laughs> Was that the same goat? Was that, that Milo? Yes. Yes. He had the bullet on the necklace. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jesper saved Mal. Yeah. I mean, that's but my very lucky is, that that is, goat had a bullet. 
<laughs> Why else would a bullet bu- go have a bullet? I don't think that was a thing that would happen. That was like no. specifically Jessica's little memento. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Just didn't it didn't trigger her, a memory in me when I, I was like, why is that? Why is there a bullet in that goat's neck? I also very much appreciate that. Other than Jesper, nobody else could remember the goat's name. It's Milo. It's Milo. <laughs> Who's Milo? <laughs> Speaking of Jesper, yes, he his character has one of the things that I hate that happens also in comic books a lot. He's a character that is introduced to us as using guns. Mm-hmm. Guns are meant for killing. Comic book characters that use guns and bows and arrows, like it's always like, oh, I shot him in the leg just to, you know, disable them or whatever. Yeah. He's constantly shooting this dude in he- the tunic or whatever it is when he knows that it's go- it's not going to kill the guy, but he refuses to shoot him in the face where it's he's unprotected. There was a really quick line when he does it the second time the mm-hmm. same guy where he's like, I gotta start being able to shoot the pretty ones in the face. I, I, yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to ruin that pretty face. Although, like, taking shots to the heart, bulletproof or not, oh, is yeah. really damaging <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah. If, if it had worked in, you know, after so many shots onto a, a bulletproof vest, it's not effective no. anymore nope. yep. so I was, that's what i was hoping was that eventually shooting the dude in the same spot over and over was going to like penetrate or something but nope just See, keep shooting me, in the chest this highlights an even bigger problem with this character because i like chesper but he's so good why isn't he in the army like he could like almost single-handedly win like the battles that they have because he's such a good shot because the uniforms aren't nearly stylish enough no that's true <laughs> I don't know. All the Grisha's uniforms are pretty stylish. Except he's not a Grisha. Well, is he not? Is he not? Because there was a moment where somebody was like, wait, Yura, and he knocked him out. And so I'm wondering if there's some weird Grisha thing. Look, I I mean, I I love our characters that are skilled and do, you know, do a skill well. Mm -hmm. But Jesper and Inej are definitely... there's something. Grishes, Which, I mean, we've, we've got a white stag. We've got magic in general. There's probably other creatures. There's also several different, I mean, it's mainly Russian lore, but you can see there's different cultures mm-hmm. within this fictional culture. Well, and they have So different... we could get other yeah. creatures, I'm assuming, and other, what do you call them, like metahumans or mythological figures, True. I'm assuming. I don't know. And then you're going to just find out in the end that... It's all some kid's toy chest, and this is we're just watching him play out. Exactly no, no, no. We're is. we're all inside a giant space aliens Marvel. There you go. I have no I idea. Know. There's a universe in here. <laughs> That's a callback to the VHS jumps. Um, you know what? Did though? You guys do Men in Black. Black. <laughs> no, we referenced no, that. No, oh. we referenced. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, why wasn't I informed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we referenced. it. Technically, I was still in VHS gem territory, though. It was before in 2006, so... Um, anywho... <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought. I was going to go somewhere with that. With the marble? To, okay. To, with I Jesper... Got, no, what was it? Okay, I got somewhere oh. to go. Oh, he's got it. Go, John. Yes, I, I came back to me. Um, so, one other thing that I really liked about the finale that I wasn't expecting... 
and I thought was dumb, but mm. I liked how it looked. Uh-huh. I liked how Kerrigan devised a way to keep them connected, and he put that bone collar on her, mm-hmm. and it fused into her body. <laughs> that was kind of metal. <laughs> that thing did look cool. I was like, ooh, it, but cool. <laughs> like, I am also, like, however, glad that it went completely in by the end, because my entire thought that episode is, wouldn't you just keep stabbing yourself in the neck? Like every time you turn, every time I turned my head, I would like jab so myself like, on one of those. Now I can wear three necklaces. <laughs> <laughs> Different priorities. <Accessorized. laughs> just chains everywhere. <laughs> hey, life gives you antlers. Get more necklaces. Get there more you necklaces. go. Or were Put you that on her shirt. Go, Jessica. I like how Inej went from being completely not okay with killing people to being like, oh, you're going to kill everybody, then I'm just going to go ahead and just let you die here. <laughs> I was going to keep you alive, but okay. <laughs> just oh, I mean, self-preservation. Yeah. I honestly liked that. De- I was like, yes, that's that's the right decision. I mean, she wouldn't kill people, but like still, <laughs> that lady was going to do that, and she craves, so just go ahead. <laughs> I always love that too. Is oh, you killed my brother, so I'm gonna kill you. But it's like, I killed your brother because he was about to kill me. Like, like oh, so I don't understand why you're angry. Because I, mean, I guess I understand why I you're mean, angry. I but I was say because most people trained as soldiers don't actually com- contemplate the reality of soldiers. That's why everybody loves uh, Captain America's line in Ultron about them. You know, when he's talking to Maria Hill about them still fighting a war and they're just soldiers like they're not crazy yeah they're doing exactly what i did most people can't think that way Mm. i just i don't know why this has gotten a second season now (laughs) Uh, i got it because we are binge watching so much (laughs) that is the netflix model and I won't say that like Jupiter's legacy was better than this, but it didn't get a second season. I'm guessing because the the budget of 200 million for the whole season, as opposed to this, I can't imagine was that much because no. there's absolutely no names in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I don't know. The, the story just didn't do anything for me. Why? I'm just saying just, no, what it no is? offense. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was not geared towards you. Yeah. <laughs> But I like other stuff that we've watched that's like that. You've always like been... Vagrant Queen? I mean, that's not YA. Carnival Row? I, I, I enjoyed Carnival Row for the most part. Uh, you were pretty you Go back warm. and listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't like Cursed either. Cursed, no. <laughs> Cursed is probably the closest. I like this more than I liked Cursed. Yes. Yeah? I will say that. Yes. It okay. had fewer plot holes. You get significant <laughs> I think I enjoyed Curse more, but that's just because it had the name recognition. Like, it had characters that I already knew. Merlin was pretty good of. in Cursed. I will say that was yeah. a good version of Merlin. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I actually... Oh, I, that's what I was going to bring up. Oh, that's completely <laughs> not even related to this podcast, Merlin? but related to Merlin. <laughs> um, okay. In our last VHS gems, we were talking about Sam Neill and how he hasn't really been in a whole lot that he's known for other than Jurassic Park, really. Yeah. He was in a, a Merlin made-for-TV movie. That's right. With Juliana Margulies as... Um, Maid Marian? Yes. Uh, wait, Marian? Uh, well, I guess technically, yes. Uh, 
Or wait, is that wait. Robin Hood? Yeah, Robin Hood is Maid Mary. So Guinevere. Guinevere, yeah. Okay, Guinevere is what I was thinking then. Yes. Can, can we stop referencing the In the Mouth of Madness? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we avoided it so much, I just kept forgetting the things I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Tangent over. Okay. What were you about to say, Jessica? Um, I I will admit, I actually did really like this. For a YA retelling That's show, I was like, this actually is exactly what it should be. It's predictable, but it's exactly what it should be. And the acting in it, I actually thought was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Alina drove me nuts, but it wasn't the actress's fault. It was the fact that Alina drove me nuts. Yeah. But yeah. They, they, yes, the characters were not spectacular, but the acting, but, the acting wasn't bad enough for me to notice. And I think, yeah. I think to my biggest thing was that the dialogue is so clunky. Everything is always explaining stuff and then not explaining things. That's like the big thing about turning a book into a show. And like, especially now, because like book people want line for line in Uh the book. But actual people who like both books and films like myself know you can't do line for line in a book and make a film successful. Right. Like you've got to take out all that exposition. (laughs) You need it in a book because it's on your mind Right. To think it up. So mm-hmm. you need a lot of exposition to be able to see it. But you don't need to, when you can see it, <laughs> you don't need the exposition. You can cut out some when dialogue. When you can see it, when you can see facial expressions, you don't need to hear the facial expression. I don't need a character to be I like, you look the, sad. The thought. You don't need the, oh, I was feeling depressed today. <laughs> I didn't get a letter from Mal again. And just like, you don't need it because you could see it. She's checking the mail. Like, you don't, you know. Yep. Just like... They're just trying to please the bookie people are like, must be word for word. Like, no, nobody wants that. Sci-fi did that with Dune and nobody liked it. (laughs) Nobody watched Children of Dune and Dune. Uh, What are the, what were the other talismans other than the stag? Because we've seen a a graph of them or a picture of them, right? Yes. Well, but the stag was at the center. So I almost thought the stag made the others. Oh, I thought it was, the stag was was one of the ones on the side and the bonesmith was on the was in the center yeah the bonesmith was the bonesmith was in the center so do you think that's those are things that we're going to be running into in season two? Oh, absolutely oh yeah because so she's got to gain more power yeah so that she can take out the fold and Garrigan, since he's apparently not dead well but she doesn't know that yeah but she's gonna figure that out eventually <laughs> i mean obviously his power is amplified even though he's lost part of the antler uh, he's able to bring the fold with him places, but mm-hmm. he is operating on a different out of a different set of books, essentially. Because remember, Bagra was talking about when we got that whole backstory. Most of the Grisha are taught little science, mm-hmm. and he was doing big science, which is going to start eating his <laughs> life energy, mm-hmm. whatever that means. Well, obviously, they have exponential amount of life energy that's why they get to live Live forever forever. uh which Uh was that explained better in the show at any point like why is it they have longevity that is a complete Mm -hmm. mystery as to why bagra and kerrigan get to live forever and apparently alina too that kerrigan was yeah yeah so that's not a thing for all grisha just the dark summoners and the sun summoners I assume it's because they're descendant of gods and then the other ones are descendants of, I don't know. Of them? 
That's how I would write it <laughs> of them in a way. I, I assume that'll be in season two because so, she'll have to go talk to Bagra to figure out how to actually kill Kerrigan. And so there'll be some special discussion about it. I, I pulled up the picture of the book and it looks like there's a hand that looks like a human skeletal hand, the stag, and then there's a, I don't know, crocodile meets shark something thing. <laughs> you and know then, those pesky crocodile sharks? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> that's supposed to be. That it's one up there. Crocoshock. And then I'm pretty sure the bird is going to be the firebird because it's oh, Russian lore, yeah. so it has to be the firebird. Um, yeah, that's definitely, I think it's a whale. Is the bony hand a, uh, the. It's literally just a skeleton hand. It's just. I mean, yeah, that could be... Unless it's like another Grisha can be an amplifier. I don't know. Well, I would think the Bonesmith would have been an amplifier. Yeah. So Probably the skeleton. That's what the skeleton hand's for. Yeah. Um, I think that's a whale. So another... Th- bone teeth. Another thing that pissed me off was when the heart renderer that was working for General Kerrigan uh, was keeping Mal from reaching out when he like just kept him pinned down to the ground... Uh, over and over. Like I just really felt like that was a moment that if Mal and Alina would have touched hands, like something would have happened there, just yeah. like they did the first yeah. time they were in the fold, and it didn't happen. So there's still gonna be two more seasons. <laughs> this, that's right. It's, <laughs> it's gonna at the end of the second season, we're gonna find out that Mal is also a Grisha and yes. his special power is something. He, I mean, his power has to be to heal and live because he's. <laughs> been killed many a time in the show i i think his gift is to track amplifiers i mean that's a possibility wouldn't that that well because i think he's got something that's a twist on um was it the fabricator who could recognize her ring metal from out of all of the other like if you get me within a mile or something it was a weird word it wasn't the guy that that put the antlers into her collarbone. I thought it was the same guy, wasn't it? Was that the same guy? Yeah, yeah it was, it was the, same. the same guy. So that's the guy that made the, the gloves for her. Yes. Yes. So it is the fabricator. Yeah, the fabricator. Oh, what's oh, they called so the fa- Because the fabricator can sense metals or particular types of materials. Mm. And so I would imagine that Mal's is a twist on that, but for amplifiers or living things, which is why he's such a good tracker and hunter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh... What's it, what was the name of the Taylor lady? Sarah? Cause he, he Samantha? Because he even said, does she still wear the ring that the Taylor gave her? S, whatever. I can't remember. Her story in this first season just comes to an end so abruptly. Like, she was a big part of... Where did she go? Yeah, well, she <laughs> shows up and Elena's like... You knew that he was a bad guy. You helped him. You were a spy. And she's like, I told you not to trust evil men. I told you. (laughs) And then that's it. Yeah. That's it. We don't see her anymore. That's the end of her story in this first season. Yeah. I mean, she does kind of sort of say that like, okay, look, I tried to fight off. Like I was raped basically by the king multiple times. What do you want me to do? And Elena goes, Fair. <laughs> like, <laughs> Fair, like, but be a better person. But, I mean, just like from now on, maybe? Could you? <laughs> like, because I like you. You're cool. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do we see her later on, do you think? Does anybody think? Does, did we get to see more of that, that story? I'm sure. She's got she's to have a redemption arc. 
Then, yeah, I don't think she needs a redemption arc. I no, mean, I get it, but a she, little, but she needs a little a, one. No, I am a good person, like, kind of thing. Like, I don't know. I don't think she needs it, because I don't think anybody really knew exactly what Kerrigan was going for. That's fair. She knew that she wasn't oh. get, that her letters weren't getting out, though. Jenya. Jen, I was Jenya. way off. Uh, what was it I was going to bring up was that... Uh, uh, well, at the end, when our party is supposedly going their own separate way, like they have this whole speech at their campfire of like, well, now you don't know us and you won't, you won't tell anybody where we're going. <laughs> and then they all end up on the same boat. Like that was ridiculous. Uh-huh. Right? It, yeah. Yes. But I think it was the only boat out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seemed like there was a lot of boats And they're the not harbor. sitting together. They're definitely like... It's like that awkward where you say goodbye and you find out your cars are in the same area. <laughs> Just, yeah. I guess we're going to walk together to our cars and not talk to each other the entire time because we already said a very long goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> but we had to set up for the fact that like um, Nina, is that the heart renderer? Yes. I yeah, sure. Nina, Nina is going to have to hook up with the crows because they, mm. they need a new heart renderer. Um, and she needs and a way to get her boyfriend out. <laughs> now hates her. Now hates her. That was the other one where I was, I was like, like, the oh, lack of logic on. drove me crazy. I was like, come on, you've now spent all this time. You know, she didn't put you to sleep when she went to sleep. And if you're waking up in a prison cell, you have to assume she was given poor options. <laughs> but like, I kind of, I, I, she knew. She went down and heard that conversation and knew there was a way out. She knew the Grisha were coming after her. Like, she could have been like, hey, by the way, <laughs> before going down. Because she just said, oh, all is clear. But she waited till that guy finished his story about the he's taken slavers thing. So she knew she already had her escape plan. When she said, it's okay, let's go eat the pork-infused waffles, which sound really delicious, because I like sweet and savory. See, and I thought she was just listening to the story to try and determine if they were a particular threat to them. See, I felt like it was a way out, because I feel like she had to know that Grisha would be after her now that she was back in the city. Well, they both knew that they were both being hunted. Yeah. Him more so than her, because they're in her country. But they were both making plans to try and get out. I don't know. I, I feel like she could have communicated more. Like, hey, by the way, <laughs> if I do some weird shit, <laughs> it's well, because I, mean, I love you. But they did have the whole conversation just before that about the fact that, like, if the Grisha caught up with her, like, she'd be labeled a traitor. Yeah, that's fair. And he's a traitor. We'll be traitors together. It'll be great. No, I hate you now. I'm innocent. <laughs> but, I mean, I also feel like she has an easy getting get him out of jail, like, power. Like if, yeah. if she uses her power, everybody goes to sleep and okay, I let you out now. Let's go. Well, I imagine that's that was her plan, but the problem was she needed he needed to stay in there till they got far enough away that the Grisha couldn't come after him because currently the only thing protecting him from the Grisha are these guys with a bunch of guns. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Germans. Germans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. Uh, anything anybody's expecting from the second season? There's a lot of arguing. Second books are always filled with arguing. Yeah. They have more <laughs> conflict so that they can come together again. Yeah. Yep. 
That's the most annoying thing about young adult trilogies. <laughs> Stop doing it, please. What's what are the examples in the in other thing other books that have been made into movies or TV shows where that's happened? Okay, I can't. I mean, it wasn't a book into a movie, but Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the That's Caribbean fair. does do that. Um, I, say, I feel like most trilogies do that. Lord of the Rings did that. Not yeah. a young adult, but again. Um, See, now I'm like blanking on everything. But it's Because I can similar. mainly just think of the books. I mean, that's what happened in that Maze Runner, right? Like they all kind of went their separate ways in that second movie. I did not watch Maze Runner, but I think so. I think so. I didn't watch the second one of Divergent because I thought that movie was awful. I think that I would say it does it in the books. I don't know about the movie. Oh, the book. So the books it does do it. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Uh, all right, John. Any last thoughts on Shadow and Bone season one? Um, it was just entertaining enough that I didn't hate the watching experience. Um, I, however really don't care if they make a season two or if they cancel it at this point because <laughs> well, nothing feel i don't feel like i'll miss anything they didn't cancel it they they definitely are going forward with the season two yeah it said that when i finished so <laughs> <laughs> uh okay then let's start talking about loki <laughs> yes, please. if everybody has something to say like what, what's what was the what what gave you the happy reaction there the whole thing honestly this is like my favorite everything i love about marvel writing is in this nice <laughs> just it's so great the miss minutes character that whole scene it was like being in disney in a pre-show in the line i was like oh my god this is great and that miss minute character it's great they already have a tote bag for sale for 20 bucks on shop sure disney and i'm <laughs> contemplating it like i don't need another tote bag but miss minutes <laughs> yeah this this felt like tomorrowland and i loved every single detail in the TVA, how it's so retrofuturistic and has that 1960s aesthetic. Those rounded monitors that they use mm-hmm. are so specific. Mm-hmm. And like the choice of colors, there's like a lot of oranges in this thing. Which again, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very like space race, like 1960s. And I just am all for that. Yeah. And that's not even getting into like the actual details of the plot and yeah, the. Impressive character development that they gave Loki in just one episode. I was so glad for that. That was the best decision ever because that was my thing. Was like it's the Loki that doesn't know that he's reaches a potential kind of thing, and you know, you know, becomes the Loki that manages to not kill himself, sacrifice himself, sacrifice himself. There we go. <laughs> and then to have him, oh, I laughed and I cried. It was just great. <laughs> it was freaking everything. I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I am very confused. Okay. Let's see if we can, any of the brain trust here can help well, you figure it out. First and foremost, when they reset, okay. when they do a reset with one of those bomb things, mm-hmm. do they kill everybody that's there? Do they erase them? Because it's yes. technically a variant. So they all die. It looks like they wipe out that entire branch of the timeline, yes, based on what they were showing earlier. And the fact that the mysterious killer that we don't find out about till the end uh-huh. is taking those from the time variance authority uh, that go out on those expeditions means that, yeah, like those things are destructive. 
Yeah. Okay. Because that was my thought. Because because then they also said that you know the this Loki, the mm-hmm. the protagonist Loki, um, which I think we're gonna need like multiple titles um, <laughs> for various characters. But protagonist Loki was supposed to be reset, and they said that he was going to die. So that's why I was curious. But so, that seems like a lot of death that isn't supposed to happen. I so guess. how does that No, it's, the... it's, it's a branch. So remember how it showed there were a bunch of different dimensions? Yes. And then they made it all just one? Yes. So a branch is when somebody makes a choice that they shouldn't have made within, uh, within okay, dimension so, theory. But when you trim that branch... The flat line is still there. They literally just merge off of it and the original Loki is still there so, in the main line. So if Loki if you, jumped a dimension. You have to get existential. Yes, this, you have to. This, this particular Loki that they're talking to will it be erased and will killed. Will be erased and killed. But the uh, but the, the original Loki, Loki will still be still there. there. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's this is why how they're coping with the fact that this is how they make Endgame make sense. Yes. Yep. And how Loki stays in the timeline. Okay. That's right. That's why when he gets to the end, when but he watches so, himself die in the screen, he says, I have nowhere to go because he's not supposed to exist. Yeah. But so here's here's my, but here's my other problem. So you trim that. Uh-huh. Where do you trim it to? Because here's the thing. If they trim it to Loki not getting the Tesseract, that means none of Endgame can occur. So, if my idea, in my understanding, it would be at the moment when he steps into that portal. Yeah, they would cut right there. Okay. So, because yeah. so everything in Endgame still happens as it's supposed to, as the Timekeepers want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But he doesn't get to go off. Got it. So it's literally right there. So the Tesseract falls open onto the floor at his feet. He grabs it. Walks, he grabs it and then backs into the portal and then dies. Yeah. But so then in the main timeline, Loki's standing there with the Tesseract and nothing happens. That actually is a great plot hole. And I think that's going to be later on because I am so convinced that Loki was supposed to go through. And but I feel like there's a Time Lord or whatever. Time Lord. What are they? Timekeeper. There we go. Getting a lot of Doctor Who. <laughs> Just, I feel like there's like one timekeeper that's like, no, we're gonna do this, but we're not gonna tell anybody about it except for. M- Maybe Owen Wilson, or maybe they just knew Owen Wilson character. What's his name? Morbius. Mo- Mobius. How do you Mobius. Mobius. New Mobius knows was going to do that. that he's going to need Loki in order to catch this. I feel like it's still going to be. Oh no! Everything was still supposed to happen. Yeah. How it happened? We just needed to pretend that it didn't need to happen, so we could have you have that existential crisis that you did have, and then go through everything that you did, so that you would help us. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming. So that would then, be how I'd fill it. So then here's my next question issue, and this is going to be for John and Mitch, I think, more. You might have an answer for it, Jessica. I don't want to, but I think they're going to have more of an answer. Mm-hmm. Infinity Stones were supposed to be the ultimate power, and now we've discovered there's a power above the ultimate power. What point does it stop? Oh, comic books, it doesn't. Never stops. You always no. have to have a bigger fish. I, got, I, got I call it, it the Dragon Ball suffer. theory of why I hate these kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. Because you just, just always have to train harder and fight the stronger enemy, and it always the stakes always keep increasing. Well, but it's not even like bigger, badder enemy. It's like completely change the rules. Like now the rules aren't the rules anymore. This is true. So this is the one thing, or I, I loved the episode too, but the one thing I loved the most 
is that Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige, most likely Kevin Kevin Feige, came in and basically told all the fans that, mm-hmm. hey, we're past the Infinity Stones. They don't matter anymore. And this is how I can show you that. They're paperweight. There's a whole bunch of them here. <laughs> they don't do anything. Like the ones that you, you saw in, your, in the universe that we've already played, those are going to play out the way they did and then get destroyed. You can't get extra ones because those come from another timeline, another dimension, and they have no power in your, your timeline anymore. So they just sit here. Oh, they're yeah, now well, powerless. That's the and answer. you and just forget about them. Mm-hmm. Like they're paperweights. I just it, it felt so to me, it felt so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's probably because I am not a huge comic book fan. That's fair. But I was just like I was like, why do we even care? Because like, <laughs> even even if it wasn't comic book fans, it's going to be a fan somewhere and be like, or not even a fan. It'd just be a person that's watching the movies and be like, well, why don't they just go grab the other Infinity Stone and, and take care of the problem? Like, that would be... The, that's the that one thing that happens in all these movies already. It's like, well, what happens in the Iron Man movie? Why doesn't the Hulk just come and help him? He knows the Hulk. And it's like, because it's it's his movie. Like, that, we don't need that question anymore. Got it's, it. Just keep it separate, and then they'll come together in an Avenger movie. Although, like, Doctor Strange should have probably helped Wanda out a little bit, though. Like, that one does make sense. <laughs> like, that one was a pretty big anomaly, Doctor Strange. Well, like, <laughs> no, I, I, take, get it. <laughs> I take that into account as that that one happens in the span of a week, and maybe he just it's hadn't just gotten like, there yet. She's like, I just, it. yeah. She'll go through her grief. It's fine. I gotta deal with this. It's a mess. He saw all the futures and was like, uh, what was there? I mean, <laughs> we haven't gotten there? to the Doctor Strange movie yet. After Endgame, like after the big fight in Endgame, he might have got sucked into another dimension. Like, that's, that's his whole that's show true. is about that. Or yeah. his whole movie is about that. Okay. So. And then finally, and I know this is the big reveal at the end of the episode... Loki is the bad guy. So clearly they failed to trim a branch because he still exists as the bad guy. Yeah. And they failed to trim a branch of him as our good guy. Yep. What's happening with those branches? So one, as a show, you notice that they did not show us the face of the person that was in in that cloak. We were only told that it's Loki. Loki. Mm -hmm. So there's already a flaw in Mobius's story. I feel like it's another Loki. It could it's be another dimension Loki. It's not from the main branch is what I'm assuming. That could definitely be it. Yeah. But I thought the whole point of There's this was a- that all the dimensions have been merged into one main timeline. According to the timekeepers. Not the dimensions, the timelines. Time so you're, you got to, we're, we're also dealing with separate things here. It might be multiple timelines. It might be multiverse. Like those are completely different things. It's a music scale with notes, but then also scale. <laughs> oh, that's rude. Good way to put it. And that's a good way. That, that makes a heck of However, a lot more. No offense, but that makes a lot more sense to me. Okay. That, that's fine. <laughs> However, you might also be seeing this one particular protagonist, Loki, uh-huh. further down the line. Because it's time travel. That too. So bad guy Loki in this, a, in this, in this show could be the Loki from when he had just found out because we get that break in time between the first Thor and the first Avengers movie where we have no idea what Loki's doing. I mean, yes, it, that's a, that's a possibility. But what I was trying to get at is that this particular Loki that uh-huh. has now had this revelation of, I don't want to be the villain uh-huh. goes further down in his own timeline, but then splits again. And an evil version of him is like, no, I do want to be the villain. And yeah. then goes backwards in time and starts killing TVA agents. 
Got it. Which is why he would know how all the technology works yep. and stuff. Makes sense. And Which means Mobius could have just signed his own <laughs> death warrant. Yeah. I mean, that's typically how that works, just in general, without all time, without all the time hopping. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it's. Uh, it. There is a lot of possibility here. I think the fact that they didn't show us the face of the person means it could be someone else playing Loki. It could be the female version of Loki. It could be. There was there was a hint about that in two different parts in the show that oh. I picked up on. Hmm. Um. So you, uh, well, I know you've seen it, Mitch, but in the TV show Sliders, yes, which is all about hopping into alternate dimensions, correct, and running into other versions of yourself. In mm-hmm. some cases, evil versions of yourself. Um, there was one episode where uh, Colin, what's his name, Mallory, the main, is that his name, Mallory? Oh, it's Quinn. 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 Mallory. Quinn yes. There's one episode where Quinn goes into another dimension and they take like some kind of oral spectrograph of the the people when they arrive. Uh-huh. And so they basically got like an imprint of their like soul. And something <laughs> like that happened in this episode where they said, uh, do you have what most people would call consider a soul and are you or not all or part machine or something like that? Uh-huh. And it looked like they took a Polaroid of him and it's like an outline of his body and it's kind of orangey. True. Yeah. Well, there was an episode of Sliders where something like this happened. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, um, like top scientist of this dimension that we're currently working on this portal technology with. We took some spectrograph of those new people that just came in. And one of them is just like you. And it was like they compared their spectrographs side by mm-hmm. side and they were identical. But they With the different. difference being that the one from that dimension was female. There you go. And the other clue that I saw is that on Loki's profile when they arrested him, mm-hmm. under gender, it said fluid. That could have just been a joke. Well, it's no, Loki I, in the comics and in the lore is gender fluid. He, so. he, I mean, he can jump between he and she. Yes. Although that first clue, and he's you have given to birth have a before lot of other knowledge. Yeah. What was that? Well, I, I said that first clue, you have to have knowledge oh, of an entirely of different, different show. show. Yeah, <laughs> seems unfair. <laughs> but yeah, I think that that's hinting at something like that. That we're going to be seeing like a completely different, but also the same Loki. Or yeah. it could be a red herring. Or it could be a completely red herring. It could be, well, so in <laughs> Marvel comics. A big character that we know is going to be showing up in Phase Two, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Media, King the Conqueror, who is a time traveler and has multiple versions of himself that fight yeah. against each other. Right, that guy. Uh, so this is very much following in that kind of story where Loki might have to fight an older version of himself that wants to go backwards, or it could be King the Conqueror himself, like that we will eventually see. So. It's confusing now, but we'll see what actually plays out. Yeah, well, well, this is getting into as, some very as, Rick as, and Morty territory. As, yeah. as most as most of our audience knows, I'm always confused at the beginning of just about any show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, I have lots of questions. None of this makes sense. Um, I, speaking of the the part that John brought up, though, uh, I do want to say <laughs> that was one of the funniest parts. Of Wait, sh- what if I am? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that. Not only did was Loki questioning, like, do people not know that they're robots? Like, kind of thing. And then, wait, 
Am I not? A, am I a robot? Like, am I not human? The whole questioning of it just really threw me through a loop. Like, he is a god in all aspects, and yet doesn't know for sure that he's not a robot inside. Well, it's that and the gutting him like a fish. Yes, conversation. The, the Casey character what's, was pretty great. What's a fish? <laughs> like, if I'm gonna be threatened, I'd like to know the details. So. Let's. I mean, let's go further with that thought. Are these people just bred to work at the TVA? Do That's they... the impression I was left with. Yeah. Or are they robots? Is that a thing that keeps oh. them from leaving more than it is from keeping robots from coming oh, in? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, that one. The one hunter lady was, you know, really good at kicking ass. So, I mean. Not that she just can't be good at kicking ass, but being a robot might help fight a god. She did think very logic-based, though, and very straightforward. Couldn't really <laughs> figure out. Yeah, but <laughs> some people whole, are just that just way. Just the whole, stop, stop, please. Just the <laughs> Oh, God, that was a great scene. Just... <laughs> Can we also talk about the elevator scene where they uh, change out his clothing? <laughs> burn off his clothing. Off his, like, like he didn't want him to take it off. So they uh, just zap it. I also off. really appreciate. So I didn't watch any of the Loki trailers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but IKEA, because uh, it's been popping up on my Pinterest, has been showing a um, ad with robots in it recently. Mm-hmm. And so we're watching the episode, and all of a sudden, the robot in the elevator shows up, and I'm like, oh, that's where the robot's from. I could not figure out why they had this in the Ikea ad. It made no sense to me. Apparently, Marvel okay. is just uh, advertising at Ikea now. They've, they've teamed hey. up. Yeah. And not only that, but we're getting a special Loki charms. That's right. Out of this. Lucky charms is now going to be Loki charms for a little bit. <laughs> I am probably going to buy a box. I'm not going to lie. This, this is the most genius thing that's come out of all of this. And I wonder why they haven't done it already with the other shows. Well, I mean, what Wanda the, O's. Wanda O's. <laughs> come on. There's got to be something better than Wanda O's. Like... Like it have to be like, it have to be like Honeycrisp because those are aren't, or is it Honeycrisp? What what's the thing that's in the, the shape of a hexagon? I think, yeah, I think they're honey. Honeycomb, yeah, honeycombs. Right? Honeycombs. Yeah. Yeah. So Wanda combs. Wanda combs. Maybe. Yeah, I can uh, see. Honey like vision. Falcon and the Winter Cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. <laughs> That's good. Disney, we have a marketing plan for you. I mean, just (laughs) team up with uh, General Mills? Is that who makes... uh, Well, I mean... Or is it Kellogg's? Well, it's one of the two. I think it's General Mills. There you go. I don't don't have any in this. I have, like, Raisin Bran and Post (laughs) here, but I don't have any. Oh, Post (laughs) is the other one. Okay. Mm. So uh, there, you, there you go. You get cereal and, and Disney or ca- er, Marvel characters goes together. I guess. I feel like that's gonna be another like Muppet Avengers. We need to now come up with like <laughs> Marvel cereals. It's gonna happen now. It's been mentioned it, on another podcast. Yep, it's gonna manifest happen. it. It's just gonna happen uh, on Journey into Mystery this week. We uh. had a whole discussion about if the Muppets were the Avengers, who would they be? All right. Okay. I'm already planning it in my head. I'm going to start writing it down. (laughs) You go for it. Go team go. Fully support you. Uh, I wanted to speak about uh, the fact that, because you brought it up a second ago, that 
Tom Hiddleston gets a shirtless scene. Like, I feel like in three Thor movies <laughs> and an Avenger movie, he didn't get one and he was very upset about this. Yep. I'm not there sure he was necessarily scene. upset no, about upset. it. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was definitely this is a little bit people? of trivia. <laughs> what? Uh, so Tom Hiddleston apparently auditioned for the role of Thor. Yes, yes. he did. Clearly yeah. d- didn't have the bulk for it, but, <laughs> you know, they liked him, so they cast him as Loki eventually. Uh, but the, you can find that scene out there. It's on YouTube. It's on the original Thor DVD, I think, of Tom Hiddleston auditioning for Thor. I assume with his and blonde he's, hair. He's got long blonde hair, and he looks basically just like this. But if you're a really big fan of that, I guess... It gives you a little bit more. <laughs> and honestly, I can't think of... I've ever seen a movie where he's shirtless. So I was not expecting him to be as trim as he was. Or as... Is not in Kong Skull Island? Did he not? I don't I don't think he ever don't takes the actual did. shirt off. No. You see but that shirt arm. was divinely tight. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he... In the one where he plays uh, the country music singer, if he's goes shirtless or not uh, i don't think so is it Waylon jennings i would imagine at the, yeah Waylon jennings i would imagine the wait what no was it they also had to have given him a bit of a heads up oh yeah i mean i'm sure there might have even been a little bit of cg work in there but i'm not i'm not disparaging him any lies <laughs> what they used the bodysuit from uhf <laughs> <laughs> i also like the part where he's in the desert uh uh that was like even like I didn't notice it in when we watched the two seasons of Mandalorian, but I'm sure they used that big green screen room thing with the monitors or whatever mm-hmm. uh, to film Probably. that that part. It was very noticeable on that than it was in any of the Mandalorian for me. Like it looked very fake. Yeah, the lighting was weird. Yeah. I didn't initially notice. No. Which I usually do. I never notice okay. those things. <laughs> Don't look, don't look to me for anything on also, that. Also, did anybody else, ex- in, I, from the people who watched the trailer, did anybody else expect the D.B. Cooper thing to be more, like, to be more yeah. involved? Honestly, that was enough for me, because D.B. Cooper is such a weird thing that happened in history, that to be like, it was Loki the whole time, to me, it's just like, sure, it was. Of course. Yes, it was. Like, like, all all we got, though, all that is he, he lost, lost a, a bet, bet to Thor. Thor. Like, yeah. What was I the bet? Know. Like, what were you supposed to do? Also, no, what no, other that, things that have occurred because you lost a bet to but, Thor? But also, not, not so what was the bet, but what was the what was the consequence? Like, was it specific enough of you have to rob everybody on this plane and then jump out? Like, is that was the the punishment, or was it more of a get two hundred thousand dollars in some creative way? Like, I really want to know all the aspects of this i mean it, it just makes it seem in the movies that thor had no real sense like, of humor involvement with Uh-oh. humanity even yeah. though he was yeah. worshipped up until like i mean i guess maybe i could be wrong he could have been on earth and that's how those humans those early scandinavians could have like seen him and be like yeah. oh wow you're our god because he but, lost a bet to loki sure <laughs> maybe I, yeah but I feel like it was explained in one of the Thors when Odin is mad at Thor that he says, like, you're just running around all the planets. All the realms. All the realms, yeah. And Earth is one of the realms. Midgard, right? Midgard Midgard, is Earth. So 
I just assume Thor and Loki just ran around <laughs> doing bets and apparently one time stealing a bunch of cash that Being didn't get to keep. The two, they, they did, I'm pretty sure that yeah, in Thor Ragnarok where Thor is like, you know, when we were young, we were friends and it wasn't until we got older that you guys, that you just, you know, our relationship splintered and I, I was, I'm happy that we, like even, we even saw it in this where well, they replay that. It wasn't even that. Yeah. It was when Loki found out that he was a frost giant and his dad wasn't really his dad and he wasn't the heir to the throne. Kind of sort of throws you for a loop. True. Oh, I'm evil. So now I must pretend to be evil. That, so yeah, I guess we can get to that part. Like the psychoanalyzing that Mobius does on him <laughs> to get him to break through. Like, uh, I mean, the fact that he, he keeps asking, like, did you want to hurt people? And he just can't really answer. He's just like, well, I'm supposed to be the ruler. I'm supposed to rule everything. Uh, and then eventually he's like, no, of course I don't want to hurt anybody. But mm-hmm. that's I the role that I've been yeah. painted into. So I have to be the villain. It's actually a really good. And I can't remember what it's an example of. But basically anything anytime loki criticizes another person it's him criticizing himself mm. and you saw it so much in this and it's such a wonderful thing because it's things that people actually do when uh, they have these sort of it issues does a lot of projecting yeah projecting thank you so i mean i it was a wonderful mental health <laughs> <laughs> showcase of like yes i know myself because i put it on everybody else i see <laughs> uh him having to come to the realization that he is either directly or indirectly re- the, the reason why his mother was killed or his adopted mother was killed. Yeah, thank you for that. My uh, wonderful. <laughs> we live for his death. Thank you. Uh, he gets to see that him, him and his brother make up. <laughs> However, right after that scene is when <laughs> Thor like shocks him and <laughs> incapacitates him. But we didn't, we didn't go that far. Uh, and then he gets to see that he actually sacrifices himself to try and... That he is good. He tries to help his brother. Yeah, except I don't think he saw that as, oh, this is my redemption. I'm sacrificing myself. I, My opinion of how he saw that in that moment was, oh, so I don't actually accomplish anything. There Ooh. is no greater purpose for me. Not only that, but he was yeah. the glorious purpose that was burdened to him was by Thanos. And he just saw that his boss basically killed him. <laughs> Oh, that's true. I didn't even oh, think yeah. about that. Oh, Thanos that did Thanos that, huh? is the one that gave him the scepter in the first place. Yep. Uh, which is still, we, we don't want to talk about that because that was dumb if Thanos wants to catch all the Infinity Stones and he gives one away. Well, maybe he figured, like, this is like an investment. Like, sure. I trust you enough to get me more with this. It's like a little bit of collateral. Well, diminishing returns, I guess. Were they sure they were going <laughs> to have, like... A phase three when no. Avengers came out. So this probably was like if we don't get enough with Avengers. Yeah. Yep. We don't need now, to do the Thanos line or continue it kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Okay, so that kind of makes how, sense in that sense. How existentially devastating though would it be? Because I definitely put myself in that position where he sees himself not just die, but then the film ends, like that's the end of the file. Like that's all there is. I was like, man. Like, that, that does kind talk of about suck. finality. I was gonna say that's why usually they don't recommend you, you know, in time travel shows like watching yourself die, <laughs> or yep. seeing where you're buried, or <laughs> yep, any oh. have said other things. Mm-hmm. How would you like to have to sign a paper that of everything you've ever said? <laughs> <laughs> also, I'd have taken a lot longer to read through that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I feel like, like I said that. <laughs> 
he's he's several thousand years old at this point. That should be a much bigger pile. <laughs> also well, true. I don't think that every one of those pages was just one word. It just happened to be that every time he said something now, they had to reprint a new page. Well, so, yeah, I'm I guess that too. I still think that that would mean that that'd be a hell of a lot more pages than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, even if you consider it double-sided in 10-point font, like completely full you'd expect more but yeah. i don't know i, I remember in although, high school when people got little crib cards like they wrote a lot of stuff on there very tiny although to be fair john remember it's just what he said so you're only getting half the conversation but he talks but a lot he likes he to talk. He's, he's <laughs> to talk. i mean true As but he Lobius does say the out. same thing over and over again so maybe they just have repeat times three <laughs> there or you repeat go. times mm. four <laughs> Because he is kind of a broken record. I deserve to be king speech again. Reference page 87-B, paragraph A, Uh subsection 24. Supra, footnote. (laughs) Maybe maybe that was just like the, the catalog. To, to the, to the, the index? The, yeah, the index to the library of, what, of everything that he's ever said. That could be. Wow. Now I have more questions <laughs> about the bureaucratic organization of this. That's what I wanted to say earlier. So John said he was getting like, uh, you know, major fe- retro futuristic vibes from the whole mm-hmm. thing. I kept getting vibes of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yes. when they yes. get in line oh, to, yes. to the, bu- the bureaucracy line to, to stop the earth from getting de- demolished. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I was getting the whole TVA. Like, I hope that's, you know, that's something that they were going for. With a little bit of, oh yeah, I definitely I was, got some uh, Douglas I was a little hurt by the trial scene <laughs> i was a little offended I mean, absolutely he doesn't know what crimes he's being ac- accused of and well and the fact that the judge doesn't clearly know what the laws are because <laughs> he asks some very good pointed questions and she just says because that's the way it is and it's like no that's well i mean that is that is the flaw in following three lizard people like from space, <laughs> like building your whole system off of that, right? See, Loki should have said he does not recognize the authority of the court, and they would have had to recognize his rights as a sovereign citizen and uh, <laughs> let him off on it with a warning. Um, yeah, I'm going to tell you that's not as effective as you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they would have just zapped him with that thing like the other guy who didn't want to take a, num- a number. <laughs> Which, what does it matter if you're just going to get zapped there or zapped later? Like, obviously, the court's going to find you guilty. You're a variant. That's it. That's End it. of story. Why uh, have all the bureaucracy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just the, the theater of it all, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, I almost apparently, some people thought I might have been giving too much by making the comparison with this show and number five in the commission from That's Umbrella right. Academy. That's correct. Mm-hmm. But would that be considered <laughs> accurate? Uh, I mean, this definitely was something that we knew was coming from the the previews. But I mean, still, <laughs> don't I mean, talk we, about it at we all. We didn't have a goldfish, you know, headed no. representative. We did here. not have a goldfish red. Yeah, but the TVA isn't isn't pulling people from reality dimensions, straight timelines, whatever. They're clearly creating their own. No. Mm-hmm. The TVA is making sure that only one timeline exists. No, no. What, what I mean is, is so in the Umbrella Academy, the commission seems to be made up of 
actual people who've gotten pulled from their time oh, yeah, okay. where the TVA's yes. employees are just bred there. Yeah, some some <laughs> things or created there because they're yeah. robots. <laughs> you think everybody's a robot? I do. Everybody's a robot. <laughs> See, I would imagine that since, like, uh, probably a lot of the employees, um, with the exception of Casey, for sure, because he didn't seem to know what a fish was. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I would imagine that a lot of the employees are taken from like deleted timelines who no longer have a place, hmm. you know, to go or oh, live. So they be... basically just become employees of this organization. Just like what is happening to Loki right now. Basically, so, yeah. Could that be and then, one of the other potential outcomes and one of the reasons you might go to you want to go to trial? Because if I they decide you're a variant a of not, you're a variant but not of your own fault, they might just assign you to a, a job. new job. <laughs> That's a possibility. That nice. might be why like, you could you could be useful to us, you know. So we're gonna put you to work. And, and then maybe people, is, maybe Casey was just the child of two variants that came out of two different timelines, and that's why he doesn't know what fish is because he's lived here his whole life. Or maybe it was a timeline Although, without fish. Or it's a timeline without yeah, fish. Yeah. Um, he uh, he definitely had one of my favorite lines in the show though, mm-hmm. when the lady cop drops off the tesseract <laughs> with him. And he says, "What is this?" And she says, "File it under like for evidence." And Loki says, "Be very careful with that. That's the tesseract." And Casey shouts back, like, off camera. That sounds dumb. <laughs> I was like, he's just getting no respect here, and that's awesome. Uh, the actor's hilarious, the, too. Yes. He's in The the Good Place. Yeah. He's, he's great in that. Yeah, he's also in um, Tacoma, Tacoma FD. FD. I love yeah. him in Tacoma. Uh, the gum that the little boy had that was given to him by the devil so to speak Mephisto confirmed yeah it has a it has like a little like devil character on there also uh some people are saying that it's a depiction of nightmare which is the son of Mephisto so they I did mention what? a nightmare department and there is a nightmare department too Okay, like comic book world, would that not be hilarious that we thought Mephisto was going to be in Wanda and then it's like, nope, it's Loki. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the ongoing joke now that every, like, because it was happening in all of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier too. Like, people just kept getting online being like, Mephisto, (laughs) Mephisto's going to show up. It's like, no. Mephisto's the power broker. (laughs) Mephisto's the power broker. Uh, and that's just what's going to be until Mephisto finally shows up and hopefully Ken Feige just like kills him in like <laughs> in the, the first same episode. scene. It'll be like the Howard the Duck scene just yes. at the end of one of yep. the next Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is only six episodes long. If I remember correctly. Uh, anything anybody wants to see in particular? King the Conqueror. King the Conqueror. I don't know, more of the cosmic things. Timekeepers, the Watchers was what I remember from Silver Server. I mean, they even had a representation of space and time, too. I think it's kind of cool to expand it to be like, this is life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. More dimensions, too. I mean, Marvel even has... What's the personifications of kismet and, and entropy and mm-hmm. all those things so and death is and, one there and death yeah, yeah. <laughs> death what death. do you want to see i have no idea i still have so many questions i want answered 
I don't understand the bureaucracy, and I need to understand it. <laughs> I mean, that seems very much up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you should watch Brazil if you've never seen it. Yeah, I've never seen Brazil either, but mm-hmm. I'm not a Terry Gilliam fan. You might. Oh, he's cool. You like uh, Holy Grail. I do. So, mm. um, Frigga, or is it Freya? Frigga. Frigga. Mom. Something tells me that she might come back to life. I want her to. I love Frigga. She's a great goddess. A variant well, of her? Might, I feel like he I, might do something to pull her out of the timeline. Oh, as compensation for helping them get rid maybe. of... Maybe. And maybe that's how... Or it, at the very least, he might have a... Like an endgame scene like Thor does, where he gets to say goodbye to her. Oh, that's possible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or there are robots, and he creates a robot Frigga to get killed by uh, the Dark Elf, and then he pulls the real Frigga out. More now, robots. Does anybody hear the name? <laughs> you and your obsession with robots is a little disconcerting. <laughs> does anybody here believe that possibly Loki might be the monkey wrench in the system that will unleash the multiverse once again and that's why we have a movie like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming out that's a good possibility too I mean if that's going to happen this would be the place to do it right or at least set it up if he's going to kill the three lizard people you might have to look into what was the original timeline for the release of these things though was Doctor Strange supposed to be after the release of this particular show or did that get screwed up like how Black Widow didn't end up coming out before Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier? Mm. No, I think it was still supposed to be next mm. year. Wasn't That's a good it? question. I don't know. I was it don't, was originally it supposed to come out in 2021? I think it was. And I think it was supposed to be February 2021. Hmm. That is a possibility. But Loki might have been out November of 2020, so I don't know. Yeah, I True thought that. Loki was supposed to come out in 2020. It could have been. But 2020 was a weird year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We don't speak of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were, there were so many announcements of everything moving around. I can't remember what the original order was. Yeah, I can't either. You know, tangential to all of this, but mm-hmm. one of my favorite things that somebody wrote on Facebook or somewhere about 2020 is how every month could be a, its own verse of we didn't start the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure and somebody actually it. wrote it. It was awesome. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. nice. Memories. Okay. So if nobody else has anything else, we'll go ahead and finish it up there. Uh, if you have an opinion or theory on one of these two shows, reach out to me. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Michipedia G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. Uh, Jessica, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter as J.M. Bailey Writes. John? Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Magic Bollocks. And if you're a Loki fangirl, uh, yeah. Hit you up? Is that, is that what that meant? Is that what that yeah was? They know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> Fair. I really don't think they do. <laughs> <laughs> it's implied. <laughs> it reminds me of the Hamlet too. That Jesus got a hot swimmer bot. <laughs> Speaking of uh, 
not Jesus Hot Summer Bod, but <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is, is that going to, in, in the fact that you guys just did in the Mouth of Madness, uh-huh. it, you think there's going to be any crossover there? Nope. God, I hope not. Not a single bit. No. No Lovecraftian I want bad? The, the paint oh. rip scene. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've heard I've heard a rumor that the the main bad guy for it's going to be a Lovecraftian like Marvel oh, character. So are there Cthulhu's and no Marvel? Well, yes, there there are some cosmic beings that are like Lovecraftian characters. Okay. Marvel superheroes. That's the only hint I'm giving. Oh, think of uh, the fact that it's also Sam Raimi. So. You'll you'll get some evil dead in there. <laughs> oh yeah, you might get some deadites. Yeah. Uh, did you see that in um on April Fools, uh, Bill uh, Bruce Campbell posted supposedly yeah. a page of the script. I did, but that I was, was like, his April Fools. Oh, you bastard! Why did you put that out in the universe if it's not going to be real? That's so cruel. <laughs> April Fools next but, year. It was real. <laughs> by that point, we should have seen the movie. Yeah. I think. Elizabeth, where can people find you online? You can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. For archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website or on our network, go to our website, geekelitemedia.com. Uh, and whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to... Geek Geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.